Hey, it's uh, Saturday, it's 5 o'clock. You know what time it is. Time for Detroit Table Talk. Now, uh, it's kind of a gloomy day, but it's still a nice day. We're still in the land of the living, so we're but blessed we're to be here. still smiling in our hearts. Huh? We're still smiling in our hearts. Oh, yeah, all the time. <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's the co-host, Carmen, that you hear. You'll be, she'll be on the, screen short, on the screen shortly. We have a wonderful show in store for you today. We're talking about life insurance. We have our lovely guest, Mrs. Ivy. Ivy? Yes, you got it. Thank you. I'm glad Welcome I did. Welcome to Detroit Table Talk. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. We're having a great discussion about um, life insurance. I know there's plenty of our tuners, that uh, our listeners, our viewers that don't know um, certain things about it, and we're gonna we're gonna get into that. You know, when we were um, discussing what topic we will have for this week, um, life insurance came up, and for me, I decided um, May the tenth would be three years since my mom passed. Wow! And my condolences. April of this year would have been two years since my nephew's son passed, mm. and I made it my business to make sure that my family was prepared. You know, God forbid anything happened to them. We're not putting five on it no more. Right. <laughs> We're not doing it. We're not putting five on it. We're not going to disrupt everyone's grieving process, um, trying to figure stuff out. So we're going to get this stuff figured out beforehand so that we can, you know, um, properly go through the process of grieving. Right. So... And it's funny you say that because um, today's the 21st, right? Yes. Okay, so 10 years ago, yesterday was the 10th year. It's not anniversary because uh, it was a it was a tragic day. You know what I'm saying? But I'm blessed to be here. I got shot twice. You know what I'm saying? And, um, mm. you know, I was blessed to have, I'm blessed that I got, you know, I had all type of insurance, yeah. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> It could have been a bad situation. It could have been even worse if I hadn't had no, no insurance, though. So yeah. we need to get into that and talk a little, talk a lot about that because a lot of people don't they don't In you know they don't know about we it. We don't we don't discuss stuff like this until we're actually until having it's too to late. deal with it. Yeah. Um, but we're gonna change that. We're gonna change the narrative of what we talk about in the African American community. We're gonna talk about some hard subjects, and today is one of those subjects: is life insurance. Um, so let's um, let's start from Dro's right and introduce ourselves. All right. Well, I am Ivy Fields Relaford. I am a State Farm Insurance Agency owner. So I not only sell car insurance and home insurance, but life insurance. And what life insurance, um, it's like you all have been talking about, it's, it's not sexy. Nobody yeah. wants to talk about it. Everybody's young and going to live forever. But, yeah. But life happens. Life happens. Right. Life you know. happens. And now we're finding out that our young people, we didn't really talk to them too much about life insurance because we expected their life to be long. But now we're seeing that a lot of our young people um, our, you know, the parents are burying the young people and versus the the parents bury, you know, you know yeah, what I'm trying versus, to say. Absolutely. Versus, yeah, yeah, it's not it's not happening. You're not people aren't getting old and, and yes. passing away from old age and, yes. and going peacefully in their sleep. Especially with this pandemic going oh, on. Oh my goodness. It's been very difficult for the last what two and a half years. 
Mm -hmm. um, and now that the cases are rising again, um, we just have to make sure that at all times, not just because we're in a pandemic, but at all times we have our affairs in order. Right. You know, um, what the Bible tell us, be ye always ready. I ain't ready to go. No, not right. at all. That's right. Not but I know I have two sons. Um, I wasn't blessed with any daughters. And um, I don't trust that they're going to, you know, do stuff the right. No, I'm just playing. So don't get on me, sons. I'm just playing. But I want to make sure that, um, God forbid, anything happened to me, that they have the equipment that they need to make sure that everything is taken care of. I agree. Absolutely. And the thing about it, if something happens to you, do you want them worrying about how to no. bury you? No. Do you want to put that added stress of not only grieving you being gone, but the financial burden of trying to come up with money? Yes. You know, yes. I have um, friends, families that literally have not gone to the hospital to claim the body because they don't know where they're going to do with it because they don't have no one wants to sign. And right. be responsible, responsible. for. Mm -hmm. So, life insurance for us, especially African Americans, um, has been a taboo subject um, that I want to help, you know, turn that corner for us. Because it's not just about death, it's about living too. Yes. It's leaving generational wealth yes. to your kids. Yes, we don't talk about that. You know, it's not just like you said to bury us. But it's also to leave something behind for your children and your children's children. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. You can work hard all your life, save, but if something happens, the fastest and, and most economical way to transfer wealth is through life insurance. A lot of us don't have 100000 sitting in the bank. Yes. You know, but God yes. forbid if something happened to you, that would transfer over tax-free yes. to your beneficiaries. So something we definitely have to talk about and she just said a, a, a word beneficiary so you know don't worry about it she's gonna all right I'm gonna I'm 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 keep it simple I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna yes yes yeah because some of them probably you know I'm gonna act like I don't know I, what does that mean so we're gonna go real slow real well, basic let's ask what is life insurance yeah, okay what, and, and the like difference the you know the, the different, different types, types. Yes. absolutely so Life insurance is protecting yourself, your income, your way of life in case something happens unexpectedly or a long time from now. What life insurance is just like car insurance or home insurance. You, you know, you, you put insurance on your car just in case you get in a car accident so that the insurance company can fix it. You insure your life just in case, which is a definite, something will happen. You will not live forever. Um, happens and that insurance company then can give your loved ones or whoever you chose to leave money to money to take care of your affairs um, bury you continue living in that same house um, so that it won't be such of a financial impact on your life and devastating your loved ones I think that cleared it up for a lot of our viewers um, I, a lot of times I try to take the stigma away from life insurance like you know doesn't have to be doom and gloom and oh my god it's gonna happen and I don't want to talk about it. if I don't talk about it, it it may not happen or whatever but what I like to explain to people are the different types of life insurance yes. and in the simplest form there's two types there's permanent insurance and temporary insurance okay. 
Permanent insurance lasts forever, so you don't have to pick or guess the date you're going to pass away. It okay. would last forever. And then there's temporary or term insurance, which is where you can pick an amount of time you'd like that policy or that, that coverage to stay in force. So the temporary and the permanent, would that be equivalent to um, term life and whole life? Absolutely. You okay. got it. Okay. Yep. So term insurance is just that term. Pick a 10-year or 20-year term. Okay. That's basically saying... Um, I'm 49 years old. If I picked a 20-year term, I'm saying for 20 years, I want coverage. So that would make me 69 when that policy ended, and we'd have to make another decision because I'm going to be living beyond 69. Amen. Okay? So whole life or permanent insurance, it lasts forever. If I were to get that same at 49 years old and get that coverage, it would last forever as long as I paid the, the monthly amount. Um, so it's definite benefits in each type, and, you know, I'll go through that. I don't want to go over. So you guys stop me if I get complicated on it. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to talk about term insurance first. Term insurance, I like to equate it to, like, renting, renting an apartment, renting where you live. Um, you don't own it, but it provides coverage while you pay that monthly rent. Term insurance is just that for a term, we lock in a price and you pay that price. Mm -hmm. If anything happens during that term, we would pay your loved one, that beneficiary, that amount. Okay. So say you got a $100,000 term policy and you got it for 10 years. So for 10 years, that policy might cost $20 a month. Okay. For 100,000 in coverage. So if anything happened to you in that 10 years, we're gonna pay $100,000 to your loved one. At the end of that 10 years, kind of like renting, you can up and move or you can let that policy cancel. You don't have anything. You would go to the next place. There's nothing you would get after the end of that 10 years. So with the money that you, you pay on the policy, do you accumulate money, the, no. the value within it? Not with term. So okay. term insurance, you don't really have any benefits other than coverage for that $100,000. You don't get any money back. You don't get any interest. You've just paid on it. But term, don't, don't think that's bad. Term is good because it's inexpensive. I won't call it cheap. Okay. It's inexpensive. I talk term to help people get it in their budget. You know, I always tell people, let's get something. Yes. Because if something happens to you, you're not going to, your, your loved one isn't going to ask me, was that whole life or was that term? Right. They're going to say, how much is it? Exactly. And I'm going to give them a $100,000 check, and they're not going to care that you pay $20 a month for that. Now, when you think about term life um, as well as whole life, what is the minimum that funerals usually cost so that it will help the person determine how much life insurance they should get? So funerals have gone up like everything else. We used to say you need ten to 15000 to to bury a loved one, but now I'm seeing you're probably going to need closer to 20000 and that's with a funeral, the obituaries that are full-blown books, yes. you know, that are beautiful, <laughs> and you have a nice repast. Which you is know? weird to me. Um, I love the pictures, don't get me wrong, because you know you get the memories and stuff like that. But I went to um, a couple of my co-workers' um, 
funerals, mm -hmm. and you know they're Caucasian. It was a ha it was a paragraph. It was no 10, 12 pages of pictures that you're paying for. Mm -hmm. so, so they do things a little bit different. Yeah. So you know we have to be a little bit more wiser as well as planning for you know a funeral. We don't want to use the insurance money up on stuff that nine times out of the ten. Them people throw your obituary away right. within, you know, I give you three weeks at the at the most, and they're not gonna know where that obituary is. Right, right. And those are the ones that are asking, "Can I get one to take to Mama?" Yeah, <laughs> you know. Like, no, this was uh, expensive. Yeah. Mama didn't come. Mama don't get it. Yeah, <laughs> but um, it is costly. Okay. So term insurance does it? It costs less than permanent or whole life. Um, I'll give you the example of whole life. Whole life insurance is um, similar to buying a home. So whereas term is renting an apartment, whole life is like buying a home. You know, when a person buys a home, they're paying that monthly mortgage and they're growing equity in that home. They own it. One day they'll own it outright with any loan on it. But the equity they, while they're living there is theirs to use. And that's what whole life does. Whole life is a policy where you pay into it, and over time, you grow cash value. Okay. And that cash value is money you can borrow from, even okay. while you're living. Okay. So I... Now, how does that work? <laughs> right. It's, it's kind of like, I always say, it's like a piggy bank. Okay. You're paying for life insurance. That same $100,000 coverage we got for term mm -hmm. was $20.00. That whole life might be fifty dollars okay. a month. It's still a hundred dollars in coverage, a hundred thousand in coverage, but the cost is different because there's no real benefits in term other than the death benefit. You have to die to get that money. Whole life, you have money you're paying in that fifty dollars a month, which is more. Over time, it's going to compound, and you'll have an interest rate built into it. The cash value that that policy gains allows the owner to borrow from while they're living. And I call that the living benefits of life insurance. So not only do you have coverage upon death, you as the person paying it can also borrow from it. Okay. Um, I'll give you an example. I had a, a person a couple years ago, they had a whole life policy they'd been paying into it for years, long time. And we were talking, and they were telling me how they had lost their job and that um, things were tight, and they had their taxes due on the house. And they know what they were going to do. They didn't want to lose it. And I looked. I was like, well, you've got this life insurance policy. Let's see what kind of cash value okay. you have in it. And it was like $8,000 in cash wow. value in that policy. And I said, how much are your taxes? And he said, 4500 I said, I can get you a check today in my office. I can print you a check. And he said, are you kidding me? He says, how does that work? I said, you've paid into this over the years. Okay. You still will always have your life insurance policy if you passed away. Okay. But this money you've put in here and it's earned this interest in it, we can borrow from it. Do you have to pay it back? That's the, the, the beauty of it. You don't have to. I recommend you do because if you don't pay it back, that $4,500, his policy was only 50000 but upon death, that forty five, it would take it off. So okay. he would have a cash out to his family for fifty minus whatever that loan was. Okay. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. So you get to use it in life, 
as the person paying it, but also upon your death, you leave something to your family. Okay. So whole life is a wonderful thing if it fits your budget, but it it it's can be expensive. And I always try to educate people. I give them options on what is what can you afford comfortably. I don't want you to get this and can't keep it up. That's where we may start with a term policy that twenty dollars and grow into something different well, a whole you start life. With a term, can you switch go back over. to the yeah, go back to the drawing board and switch Convert over? Convert it. Yep. Okay. That now does that value from the term? Well there's no value in term. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So but the what is good about that is life insurance is based upon the, the cost of life insurance is based upon your sex, male or female. Okay. Guess guess which one costs more? Probably the female. Nope. What? The male life insurance oh, I see that. because their life expectancy is is lower. So two identically same, you know, ages, a male and a female, same health, the male would have a higher rate. That makes sense. So male female is a determining factor age of course the younger you are the cheaper your insurance would be health big deal so if you have any kind of health issues on medications that will play into if you're able to get a preferred rate or a substandard rate okay. um, and also smoking um, non-tobacco you you can smoke marijuana now <laughs> That that was a big thing for us. When that came out, they sent us an email and said, you know, if it's not abused, they can now qualify for the non-tobacco rate, even smoking marijuana. So (laughs) so I always tell my my cousins, y'all don't have to lie to me. I wonder the person who made that decision, did they smoke marijuana? That's right. Probably, probably we, so. Right. We're not changing that. Right. So those are the factors that determine the price that you'll pay. Okay. Um, so once you get that price, we try to work within that budget and, and get you what you can afford. But later, we'll try to get you converted to something permanent or a whole life. Um, when you do that, what it does also is it saves your insurability. And that's another big word. So, like, if you're a 25-year-old and you got this $100,000 policy at 25, and you've been it's 20 years, and now you're 35, and you're, like, making more, feeling good, Ivy, I think I'm ready to, you know, go into a whole life policy. But I've just been diagnosed with cancer. Because you were previously approved at 25 at that non-cancer rate, we can convert your eligibility. So I don't have to even take into account you currently have cancer. Now, do you have to bring it up or you can just convert it without even having to discuss, you know, you now having cancer? No, you, you have to disclose it. You want to okay. disclose it. Go through the questions, but it's a non-issue. Okay. Because what, what you're doing is the way the companies look is that they have 100000 in coverage now they're still only going to have 100000 in coverage. They're not giving you more, so you've locked in insurability for that 100000 if that makes sense to you. So yeah. basically, if you can get a policy where you are preferred and convert that, you never have to go to do the, what we call it is blood, urine, the physical. You don't have to do that if you convert a policy you already had, a term to a permanent. So let me ask you a question. What does it mean if a policy is guaranteed renewable 
and why is that important? So what that is, when you see something that says guaranteed renewable, that's a great benefit because that's saying no matter what your health is, they will renew it. So a term policies usually have that kind of language in it because okay. term ends, right? 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. At the end of that term, you don't want to go through underwriting because the older mm -hmm. we get, the harder it is. Exactly. Correct. Health benefit, health issues start creeping up. So if you have a guaranteed insurability rider on that, they're guaranteed to renew that policy. Okay. So that's an important thing. Good question. So tell us, how does one buy life insurance? Typically, so, you know, they got commercials. I, I, let me say this. Um, they have life insurance commercials everywhere. They advertise it. But I tell people, be leery of life insurance where they say, no questions asked, no exams, because usually there's some fine print in there where if you pass away for certain things, they won't pay. So I always suggest someone, you know, you work with a licensed insurance broker, agent. There's lots of them that are licensed okay. that can go through the pros and cons. You should be talking to someone that's going to understand your situation and what you're trying to have the life insurance for. Because some people just want it for burial. Some people have young kids and needed to you know mm -hmm. go take them through college or something so you want an insurance broker that is going to have a conversation and not just be an 800 number okay. so if something happens you want to be able to ask somebody some questions so not all policies will require you to have a health exam right you're absolutely right okay. um, I can't speak for all policies or all companies but I know with my company we don't do it's it's stair steps Okay. So if I have a 50-year-old and their policy, they only want a $10,000 whole life policy, they don't do anything but ask a couple questions. I ask them over the phone. Okay. If I have that same 50-year-old that wants a $250,000 policy, they're going to go through exam. It's just a matter of how much coverage you're getting. Okay, so the higher you get. The more, the okay. more invasive it gets. Okay. Although um, young people they a lot of times won't won't require them because nothing's wrong with them. Okay. <laughs> you know, they do this thing. It's kind of like, um, you know, how we will run a motor vehicle record? With life insurance companies, they can do a prescription drug history search by oh, your wow. name and social. Mm. So when you apply for life wow, insurance, that's interesting. yeah, that's one way that they can just, if you tell me, no, 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 I ask you, you know, do you have cancer, tumors, heart disease, diabetes? And you tell me, no, 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 I don't know, looking right. at you if you do or don't. But when I submit the application, the underwriters will run that prescription drug history report and see you have insulin that you're getting every month okay. and you're getting heart, you know, and then they're going to say, wait. That's fraud. Right. And then you can be brought up on charges. <laughs> yeah, they, what they'll do, they won't say that. They'll say, Ivy, we're going to have to make another call or ask for medical records okay. because something came up. Um, and then what happens is they'll request the medical records from the doctor. And it still may not preclude you from getting it. It just may not be the rate that you previously well, exactly. was quoted. Because you told be me no. <laughs> yes. Just be honest. Just be honest. So when you talk about, um, talk about underwriters and stuff like that, mm -hmm. Should I make sure my insurance agent is independent or a captive agent? 
It doesn't matter. The biggest thing you want to make sure is that your insurance agent is writing with a company that's reputable. Okay. So independent agents usually can write through several companies mm-hmm. like New York Life or um, I know there's Primerica so agents. Bargain shop, if that's the way to say it. Um, yeah, they, they'll try to find you the best rate. Okay. I just don't know their products, like the caveats or the underwriting. Like, I'm going to speak on State Farm's policy. If you apply with a policy today with me, we write a policy, you pay me the one month down. What happens is um, we ask you the questions, you answer the questions, you pay that one month down, you have coverage that day. Okay. So if something happened, God forbid you got in a car accident the weekend, we're going to pay that. Some insurance policies might have a contestability period, which means they've got so many days or years to not pay. Okay. So I don't. So that's a big question to ask. When does the policy start? Does it start in the beginning? Does it have to wait 90 days? Exactly. I'm noticing that um, the suicide rate is steadily climbing. Mm Um, unfortunately, um, and I know before all the, you know, the pandemic and all that stuff, I know that, um, a lot of insurance companies would not pay out for suicide. Um, I was doing some research this, um, weekend and I was reading that, um, some life insurance would make you wait. Well, not that we know someone is going to commit suicide, but if you have insurance on that individual, it will have to be in um, operation, I in guess, place, yeah. in place for two years yep. for them to pay. That That's our rule, too. So suicide is one of those things. It's a two-year contestability. If you got life insurance today and committed suicide next year, or I can say a year in 364 days, they would not pay that because there is a two-year contestability period for suicide wow yeah so um that's unfortunate but it's also to protect you know getting a policy and to pay off debt and help your family and doing something to yourself so right now um guys we're going to take a few minute commercial break and we're going to introduce our individual who submitted their music well it's not a video submitted their music um so we would be showcasing their music um it's called kiss and tell you guys can call in you guys can um leave a comment tell us what you think about it she's a young lady from detroit um and if you want to submit your i don't know what is it called artistry whether you rap, you sing, you a uh, comedian, um, spoken word, poet, huh? You know, submit it to us, inbox us, um, and if you're picked, we'll send you a text or we will um, email you and let you know that your video or your song was picked and we'll play it through the podcast. Um, so we're going to go into the video of the day.
That's the vibe right there. That's the vibe. She has a beautiful voice. And she's from the city? She's from Detroit. She's from hometown Detroit City. Come on, Detroit. And uh, y'all go ahead and show her some love. Go show her some love. You, do you have her uh, her social? I mean, not, not, you got her social security? No. <laughs> but do you have her social handles? I don't. However, I will get it and put it in the comment section. Okay, cool. Um, we just want to congratulate the young lady on her um, single. Yeah, much success to her. Oh yeah, most you know. definitely. I'm gonna put it on when I get ready to, when I leave here. So, yeah, you know. I gotta, I gotta listen to the words again. Oh yeah, Shinko kiss and tell. So. Yeah. No, oh, that's what I'm <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure a lot of guys <laughs> like that. Anyway, you know. Yeah, you won't kiss and tell up here. <laughs> <laughs> we don't kiss and tell on the Detroit table talk. But yeah, let's get back into this um this uh main topic, life insurance. Ain't no kissing and telling with that neither, but we're going to tell everything that you need to know with the life insurance. That's right. <laughs> Ms. Ivy, tell us how can we um, be assured that the insurance company that um, we pick is um, reliable and financially um, viable? So with life insurance, they are rated and ranked. What you want to look for is a rating for the, the life insurance company, and they have... They, they, life insurance companies can be rated by payouts, the number of premium that they carry, how much coverage they have out there. Usually the big names, if you just Google life insurance, top 10 life insurance companies, you just want to make sure your policy is with one of them. Yeah. You know, there, there are policies out there that I, I can't speak on. I, I've looked at New York Life. I've looked at... Um, financial policies from Primerica. I know those are, are real policies. Okay. I know our policy. Um, Allstate has policies um, nationwide. I know those companies. So okay. I would just do due diligence. If you're dealing with a licensed insurance agent, a live real person, not an 800 number, they are licensed to write for companies that are financially stable in the state of Michigan. Okay. So let me ask you a question. I get asked this question a lot when um, I'm talking to people about um, making sure they have coverage, you know, if they go on to glory. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of people ask if they can get, um, is it a good idea to get coverage for another person? So, for example, you may have children by a young man or whatever, and he's not maybe helping you financially. Mm -hmm. Is it a good idea to get life insurance on him so when, God forbid, anything happened, his children is taken care of or her children is taken care of? That's absolutely a good thing to do. Um, with our people, sometimes it's, it's hard to get us to understand that. For, for life insurance, the person whose life is being insured has to know about it. Yeah. So I've had a girlfriend, boyfriend with a, a family. They had kids together. He was opposed to getting it, and I don't know if it was just a taboo thing to talk about death and what if, but she was smart enough to realize if something happens to this man who's working every day and we rely on his income, the kids are going to suffer. I'm going to yeah. suffer. I remember when I went to my children's father, <laughs> and I told him, I said, hey, I'm getting life insurance. You know, God forbid something happened to me, so, you know, our children will be taken care of. I said, what do you think about me taking life insurance out on you? He was like, Carmen, you trying to kill me? Yes. I said, I said no. I said, it's just an insurance that if something happened to you, 
that your sons are taken care of. He said, I don't know about that. Right. So he was like, hold on. So he called his grandma on the phone. He was like, mama, Carmen talking about taking life insurance policy out on me. And she was like, well, she should. Right. And tell her to put a little couple of dollars in there for me. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's, that's, I'm so glad she told him that. I don't think if she told him that, he would have been reluctant to do it. Exactly. You know? But it was it was smart on to me on my part because we have children that still have to live once you you know you're gone yep and it is the responsible thing to do it is so talking to them is is making the point they have to know about it the person whose life is being insured has to sign yep. even if they're not paying for it they have to sign because they are the ones that may have to do the questions over the phone or the blood and urine, yes. you know, exam. So they have to know about it. Um, Let me ask you a question that's connected to that. If, say, for instance, if you get life insurance um, on your children's father or on your children's mother, mm -hmm. if they are married and something happens to you, will the policy still pay out to you or the spouse? Whoever the beneficiary is. Okay. So whoever, you can be married and have a different name like a married couple they may say we want the kids and then after so there's primary beneficiaries okay. and then what's called successor beneficiaries now what's the difference so primary so let me give you an example you and your your um kids father they have you have policies on each other you can put the kids first okay so if anything happened to you your boys would get paid after that, you could say, I want my grandchild to be the successor. Okay. So what that means is, God forbid, terrible thing to envision, you and your boys are in a car accident, everyone passes away, but your grandbaby, you know, is not in the car, and he gets the money. So it would skip from okay. your sons as primary to the successors, which would be your grandson. I know for one of my policies, I have it where um, I have two grandsons and two sons. Both mm -hmm. sons have a son apiece. Mm -hmm. And I did 25% yep. for all of them. Yep. That way my grandsons will have something put aside and as well as my my sons. Yep. So the, the one thing about that is I always tell people, they'll ask me, I want my kids to get it all, Ivy. I want my kids to get it all. I said, that's great. How old are the kids? Oh, my baby's two and my, my um, oldest is five. I said, if something happened to you today and you pass away, they're not giving checks to a five-year-old right. and a two-year-old. And they're not turning a house over to a five and exactly. a two-year-old. Exactly. I said, so I, I look at it this way, and I tell them, I don't know your situation. Is there whoever has access to those kids, are they responsible enough to take access of that money? I said, otherwise, it's going to go into, you know, probate for the kids. But will they need it immediately? Mm -hmm. I think so. You know, are they going to be okay until they're 18 and can get a check? Because State Farm will hold it okay. if, they, if that's the case. But a lot of times we have to kind of think through that. Like, they don't want to put any, they want, I get it, you want to protect your babies. But whoever has custody of the kids, they will also have custody and access to that money if you leave it that way. That's why I, let's let's kind of branch off into the um, will and the trust um, department. Mm. Um, tell us what an estate is and a will is. Okay. And what a probate is. Okay. So I'm not an attorney. Let me say that right okay. off. Okay. Okay. So I don't know all the ins and outs of it, but what an estate does, I have, and I'm going to tell you, just say it like this. 
a lot of our non-minority clients, yes. their beneficiaries are in the name of trust. Yes. So what that means is they've gone to an attorney and they've set up their estate, which basically means all their assets, their homes, their bank accounts, their life insurance policies are all in the estate, which is like a, a bucket of assets or mm -hmm. money or wealth. And if anything happens, the estate gets the money. Yes. And then what happens with the estate is whoever you have set aside as the person that takes care of all the business of the estate then rations out money. So it's a way of protecting assets, and there's some tax benefits in doing it that way as well, especially if we have a lot of money to handle is doing it that way. But having a will and a state is definitely something um, that should be talked about if you have assets and you have or have complicated um, family issues, maybe a couple marriages, kids in, outside of one marriage and another marriage and they don't get along or something like that, you know, it's, it gets kind of ugly. I've gotten calls from ugly. one family member and they wanted to know about who, why the beneficiary is this, cause that was my mom too. And I'm like, you, you know. That's how they set it up. That's the way they wanted it. You really see it. You really hear a lot about that um, in the entertainment industry. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. A whole lot. They be suing a lot of people. You see, and think and about a waste, Aretha a waste Franklin. Of money. Oh yeah, yeah. Aretha Franklin yeah. was just—it hurt my heart. I just couldn't believe we didn't take care of that. And that's why it's life. so important that we're talking about this today. It's important that no matter the the least amount of access. Uh, um, life insurance. No access that you think that you have to the greatest. You have to protect. Your you whatever know, you whatever have. it is, you, you know. Yeah. So it's important that we get life insurance. We set our affairs in order, um, just to make sure that, especially if you have children, that they can grieve mm -hmm. in peace. Mm -hmm. It's nothing like, I know when my mom passed. Although my mom was very meticulous about stuff, um, and she had life insurance for everything ever since we've been kids. So. It was like, you get a policy, you get a policy, you know, everybody get a policy. But when she passed, um, my mom took care of all the, um, the household, you know, stuff. Mm -hmm. My dad just went to work. He didn't know how to run a household or anything. So when, when my mom passed, it was like, okay, Dad, where's Mom's policy? I don't know. Okay, Dad, what company was it? Mm -hmm. I don't know. And unfortunately... It takes away from, like I said, the process, because now you have to go in mode of, oh, we have to find it. We have to, you know, because they're going to need it. And mm -hmm. then you get people that are clashing, you know, they're getting frustrated because they don't know where the paperwork is. They don't know what this person, um, how they want it to go out, mm -hmm. if I can say it like that. So it's, to me, it's so important um, that you tell someone mm -hmm. like where your policy is um you tell someone um your last you know mm -hmm. wishes, mm -hmm. wishes. Yeah. have your affairs in order you know because you have you have children most times unless you made it very clear 
one child will say, well, no, mama told me this. Another child will say, well, no, mama told me this. Now they're arguing because they both of them or all of them feel like they are right. Mm-hmm. And they could possibly have, you know, be right. But because it's not written out. Mm-hmm. It's a huge misunderstanding. We have to now come to an agreement on, you know, getting this taken care of. Right. Um, I've went, and I don't know why. I'm always the designated person when people pass in the family or out of the family to um, help with the business part of the, um, you know, the laying the person to rest. So right. I go to the funeral homes with them, and I tell people all the time, I know you're grieving, but this is a business that we finna walk into, and they make money off of your grief. So we're going to go in here, we're going to handle business, and then you can continue grieving when we walk out the door. So that means we need to have the paperwork in order. We don't need to be fumbling. We need to know exactly what, you know, the person wishes were so that you can get what you need and not come out mm-hmm. with, you know, I hate to say it, with, like, no money in your pocket because yep. they didn't use up the whole life insurance policy. A lot of times I've heard um, with smaller policies, once they understand the policy amount, it's that, that's how much the funeral is going to cost. Exactly. So they're going to make it fit whatever life insurance you have in place. Yes. I had a, a, a client that called me and said they were, you know, were waiting on the death certificate and everything. And I said, oh, okay, who you use? And they told me funeral home. And I was like, okay. I said, is this holding you up from moving forward? with the arrangements, this life insurance check I'm going to get for you. Because it usually mm-hmm. takes a week or two. It depends yeah. on how fast we can get that death certificate um, type thing. And um, the lady was like, no, you know, we're good. I, I can take care of it myself. Um, so it's no rush. I said, excellent. I said, you have leverage then when you yes. go in there. You can let them know, no, there is no life insurance. Yep. Because when they think you're paying out of pocket, they're going to keep it simple and you can upgrade versus you know they show you the world and you're like I I want mama to go out like that I want daddy to you know all of that um and then it's all those costs the opening and closing of the graves you know And, and I want people to understand don't get it twisted when you go up into these places to lay your loved one to rest you can always ask for a price sheet don't ever go in there thinking that whatever they tell you that's what you have to, you pay. You know, I when I sit down with, you know, people, I always tell them, I say, can we see a price sheet and can we have some time so that we can put stuff together, you know, amongst ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right. And when they come back in the room, we're telling them what we want versus them telling the family what they think they should have, which right. is overpriced. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to um, transition a little bit over to... Um, this book that I kind of put together when my mom passed. Um, well, I started it when my mom passed, but I finished it when my nephew's son passed. And it's just a one-inch binder, and it's red because when my sons, you know, God forbid anything happened to me, it's red, so they know this is, you know, hey, the alert book. You know, go grab this book. Um, and I think that everyone should have a... Um, emergency folder for your loved ones. And if have, if you have to, make a copy and send it to one or two people in your family that you trust. 
because in this folder, um, it's some important information. So you want to make sure that the person who has it is trustworthy. I agree. That's a great idea. Great idea. You know, it's really simple. You don't have to get, you know, discombobulated or anything like that. It's really simple. You're just getting a, um, a folder and you're getting the tabs that you usually get when you're in high school to divide. That's what a family call you. you to, I, <laughs> to divide. And the first thing I have up in here is the people to contact. So that's one of the first things that you want to do when something happens. There are certain people that, you know, you just have to contact. And I'm going to kind of just go over it because I don't want, you know. We understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to put your business yeah. out there. So I have a page of people who to contact, and that usually just consists of whoever is closest to you, but it also has my, my employer information, um, and it has um, the person that I want to officiate the service when it takes place. Mm-hmm. So That's I have the... Idea the primary person, and then if they can't do it, then you go to the second person. (laughs) And then the next session I have, (laughs) the next session I have, I have all my utilities and bills. So I have telephone numbers, I have, um, whether it's Comcast, Netflix, Hulu, you know, all the extra streaming sites that we have, um, DTE, I have account numbers, how much I pay, what's on automatic payment, you know, so that you can call and cancel um, so they won't continue taking out money. So I have that in here. And then we go on to um, my employment information. So although I have life insurance, I also have um, what most people do, take out the life insurance through their employer. Mm -hmm. So it gives you the information about that, who to contact. um, And you just want to put on there the employee ID number, you want to put on their um, their driver's license, Social Security. So you want to be prepared when you call these places. And I wanted to do this book when my nephew passed. Um, we when we went to the bank with my sister, there was nothing that really she can do because she wasn't on the, the account. account. Mm-hmm. So um, for me, I'm just making it easier for my sons. So either you can go put them on account and don't tell them, um, <laughs> you know, or you can do like I do. I just wrote everything down, passwords and everything, so they don't even have to go that route. They can just use my card, go to the um, ATM and withdraw or or whatever. Um, then you have the funeral information. So you want to make sure that you spell out the funeral home that you want to um, to take care of you. And I, you know, I'm really detailed. Orange is my favorite color, so (laughs) (laughs) I put the colors I want the funeral with people to dress up in. Um, And I even have, and you know, whatever. I have people that I want to speak. So my, my children and my, you know, best friend and them know, this is the list and we're gonna move on. Yep. You know, like I said, you have passwords, all your credit cards, your bank accounts and stuff like that. You put that in. Um, yeah, you all that it. stuff. You got it all together. I got it all together. <laughs> Carmen, did you write your obituary? I was about to say, and I started my obituary off. <laughs> because, listen, the last two funerals, uh, well, the last three funerals I helped do, where I wrote the obituary, 
um, it was pulling teeth to find out, okay, what high school did they go to? You know, mm-hmm. were they in church? What was the last church? Were they saved? Was they heathens? No, not oh, necessarily. My <laughs> you, a lot of times we struggle. <laughs> we struggle in that area. So I gave a springboard to, you know, the obituary, and then they can include what they want, but we have the important yeah. information. Yeah, in there you want it. <laughs> yeah, you know. I you got did. the outline with the details. You got to have the outline. Like, what school? What did you graduate from? You, Because we're so dramatic when it comes to obituaries, we have to put the whole life in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I have a will and testimony at the back of the um, the book. So, you know what? You can go on Google or you can go to any bookstore. Um, what do you call it? Um, Office Depot. Mm-hmm. Office um, like and they have software or they actually have forms that you can fill out. Um, and you put the person's name in. You have it notarized, um, witnessed or whatever. And that way there is no, there is no issues and no concerns. I have my life insurance policies um, set up in the back. And then and towards the back, I have a section for letters. So you can either write letters to whoever you want and put it in a manila or a white folder, seal it up, and just put it inside of these little plastic protectors and just slide it in. And that way, um, God forbid anything happen, your family can rest a little bit easier knowing that you've, you know, pretty much left stuff <laughs> decently <on> <laughs> and in order. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That is awesome. Yeah. That is very detailed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> your, your kids should be like, here, mama said. Uh-huh. That's it. So I got everything in there. And with the wheel, you can spell out everything, you know, what you want your children, your sisters, or with, you know, my case, my grandchildren, my nieces and nephews, you know, I don't know. It's even down to the my niece said, oh, Auntie, I like that necklace. Well, that necklace is going to my niece because she said she like it, you know. So it can get as detailed as you want or right. you can have your loved ones, you know, trying to scatter all over the place. Hurt each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I did find out the young lady's Instagram. Oh, give it to us. And uh, it's Ajene Downer. You can find her on all streaming platforms. It's a uh, a J A N N E D O W N E R. That's Ajane Downer. She's on all streaming platforms, and uh, her that's her that's also her Instagram. So you know, go check it out. Check her out. Blow her. Please up, do. Run up her streams and don't kiss and tell. Good for her. Congratulations. She sounds. I love good. that. And we'd also like to thank you, Mrs. Ivy. Thank you. Thanks oh, yeah. for having me. I just me. want to say you, your whole All Ivy right. Fields. Yes, that is Ivy it. Fields. Reliford. And you I put the, the, the Fields the Reliford. It's a mouthful. <laughs> yes. But I just want to say this. I always tell people life insurance is love insurance. Yes. That That's what it is. It's about loving your, your people and taking care of them even as you go on. But I want to thank you, too, for having me. This has been great. And I hope thank you've you um, debunked some myths. Oh, and... and and life insurance through work 
it's not real life insurance forever it's and not, ever. Because if not. you retire, you can't take it. And if you leave that job, you can't take <laughs> there, it with you. There you go. Or they so, let you go. Or they let you go. <laughs> right. Okay. It's gone too. Thank you. So we want to just encourage you that no matter um, what age you are, um, get some life insurance. And if you can go get McDonald's two and three times out the week, if you, you can, can get Jordan's. You can afford. You can life afford insurance. life insurance. It is not expensive. Like Miss Ivy explained to us, you can get term, which is the less expensive route, or you can get whole life, which you may pay a little bit more. But it's going to work but out. But it's worth it. And with the money that you guys are spending out here on weed, <laughs> I say... <laughs> I always mess with the people who smoke weed. I'm just, you know, I'm a hater. Whatever. So Mrs. Ivy feels, I like to say that. All right. Can can the viewers or anybody else that's uh, listening or, you know, me, myself, or Carmen, or GB, our lovely engineer. Thank you, GB. Make sure that we get heard and seen. Um, where can we reach you at? Oh, yes. I am um, my, I'm a State Farm agent. If you Google me, you'll find me, Ivy Fields Relaford. Or if you just go to Agent Ivy, A-G-E-N-T-I-V-Y.com. Y'all see the name up there, Google her, and she's going to pop up. And she should be getting some calls because you guys, if when you know better, you do better. No insurance. <laughs> when you know better, you do better, you know, know. So get you some insurance, you know, and I expect that everyone around the table make sure that they are covered. I'm going to have to switch. Okay. I'm going to have to switch. That's okay. As long as you have something. Have something. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. And I just want to encourage everybody to don't forget to... Um, you can contact me, Detroit Table Talk, on all platforms. Um, don't forget the. Don't forget the um, covenant relationships. Understanding what God desires for you. Um, and the newly released book is "Let's Be Friends." This is a book on autism, so this is a children's book. Don't forget to pick this up. And like Miss Ivy said early on, life happens. So when life happens, you know, um, we want to be prepared, how God sustained me. So pick up those when you get a chance. So, um, so are you, are you like, what if people want to make appointments with you to do that, what you were just doing? Detroit they, Table they, Talk. No, in your red, no, your red book. Yeah, Detroit Table Talk. They get, oh, they can, they can, you, 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 you go set up appointments for that for real? Yeah, they can inbox me and, um, and I'll sit down with you and um, we can get it to, you know, we can get it together. Okay. Um, but there will be an official book coming out soon. Okay. So it's like a funeral manual like you will have for a wedding or something like that. Did I jump the gun? You, you didn't. You know. <laughs> That's why you got my back, you know. Always. <laughs> so, you know, you can always call me and I'll walk you through the, um, the process. It's very simple. Um, and I'll get you through it. Okay. So we appreciate um, all of you for tuning in. Please, um, for the people that's coming back to the replay, leave a comment, um, leave an encouragement word for the young lady who um, we picked for her single. Oh, yeah, encourage her. That's one of our, you know, she's in Detroit. Yeah. Um, so make sure that you encourage her. Um, go and download her music on Spotify. Yeah. Um, and just let her know we got your back. Um, and once again, if you are an artist in the city of Detroit, give us a Inbox. two two to three minute. Yeah. Um, about, about a minute. About a minute. About a minute and a half. Okay. My co-host said for a minute and a half, and that's what we're going to do, a minute and a half. That's some fire. And let's
Unless it's fire. Un, uh, no, no, no. Up some fire. Up some fire. But I'm yeah. saying unless it's some fire, we then we may play a little thing. bit longer. Yeah. Yeah, you know, definitely. but if you ain't fire, then... Send we're going to tell you. <laughs> Send it in, but we're going to tell in, you. We're going to do it in a positive way, but we'll let you know. We'll let you know. Also, keep working at your craft. Also, let me know if I need to keep working uh, on my craft as well. You know, um, you can check me out on all streaming, all streaming platforms. Best at it. B-E-S-T-A-D-D-I-T. Uh, me and Joe. Joe Sprash got something new out. Deja vu to me. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, as soon as we shoot the video, I'm going to put it up on... Uh, you know, I'm put it up on here on Detroit Table Talk and get the, you know, get some reviews. That's my co-host. <laughs> or we gonna her. rock it. Always. Whether you like it or not. <laughs> Always. And that's another episode of Detroit Table Talk. We appreciate you. We'll see you each and every Saturday at five. Peace.